Hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways. This is our holiday edition, part two. Today, we're gonna be talking about disagreement in family settings. What are you guys gonna tell them? Hey, I'm Paul, and I can't wait to tell you how to buy your family's love when you disagree with them. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Mike, and I'm just gonna talk about the importance of listening uh, at these times. Yeah, all that and more in this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways, our holiday edition. This is part two. Uh, Paul, Mike, thanks for being on. Yeah. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, And what we're thinking about here in in this segment as we're thinking about just holiday gatherings and things like that, is we're thinking about just this topic of disagreement, right? Disagreeing with my family, which we've probably all had even more disagreements in the last year with our family (laughs) than, I mean, not not a, not you guys. You not guys are us. pastors, no, right? That doesn't happen. But we've probably had more disagreement within our families, even when you get into extended families, um, than any other year. And now we're going to get together over the holidays and try to be a family again. Or maybe you might even have some family members that aren't going to be there because of their opinions on the, you know, just the season that we're in and things like that. And so you've got all of these divisions that are going to be felt in a family gathering. So as we're talking about disagreement within a family, let's just start with this. Does it matter that my family's disunified? Should I, (laughs) should I try to do anything about it? Or do I just, you know, it's kind of that age old, like movie about a, a family get together over the holidays where it's like, Ah, we're just going to bear through it and get through this holiday and then we'll just kind of forget that they exist until next year when the holidays come yeah. around. Does it matter? I mean, I think in terms of comfort, you know, yeah, it matters. I mean, it's it's hard when you're, you know, with family, you just want to you just want to be comfortable. You really don't want all that tension. Um, so from from that standpoint, I just think from our own comfortability with everything, it, it matters. Um, I think it matters, too, um, even from you know, God's God's always got designs on our gatherings, and and it, and it certainly matters from from that perspective that we're that we're aware that you know, yeah, God God has things that He's trying to do, and I I think honestly, I think conflict is a great opportunity for um, you know God to do some work in our our lives. So yeah, I think from those two standpoints, I don't know, Paul. Yeah, no, I think same thing. I mean, I think of course it matters. We want to be unified want to go to a family gathering and actually enjoy it and not just have this tension. But there is a side where you're going to have to, at some level, bear up with people who you disagree with. And sometimes it is a holiday might not be the right time to have the existential debates going yeah. on. Yeah. So you have to kind of know what was your relationship with kind of this pre-COVID world? What was your relationship like in the midst of it as you engage whatever family and whatever disagreements you might come up with. So that's kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, I like that on the, there's a practical sense to it of like, well, don't like, why does a family gathering have to be more uncomfortable than it needs to be? Like, let's enjoy yeah. each other. Yeah. But then I think there's also, like you guys are saying, there's a biblical ethic too of like, there is a value on unity, on being at peace with others as much as it is within our power, right? Yeah. So with that said, if we're gonna go in with that kind of foundation to family disagreements of like, I wanna be unified with my family, is this the kind of thing then 
that like I'm looking for maybe some gauges on how we know what to do in these conversations. Should I try to talk with these family members that there's gonna be disagreements with ahead of time? Should I try to avoid the topic completely at a family gathering? Does it depend on the topic? Like what's your what's your take on that? How do you navigate those disagreements and family functions? Do you try to get out ahead of it or do you just try to kind of avoid it and say, hey, we don't need to get into it because I love you because you're part of my family or where, where do you land on that? I kind of, you know, personally, I land a little bit based on the previous relationships. So I, this is a very real conversation for my family right now, uh, even coming into the, uh, the Christmas holidays here. And so it is a little bit of what was my relationship like before? Yes, I've had previous conversations before the gathering. Hey, let's talk about this. Uh, there's a side of me that when I'm there, I do want to avoid some of these conversations because I just want to be with the family. I just want to like, let's laugh and share one another and agree to disagree and not get into it. Kids are there, in-laws are there. There's so many other moving parts. So to me, it's very much contextualized to what my relationship was like with brothers, sisters, in-laws, parents, uncles, aunts, cousins, and all of that. So I don't look at like, ooh, I have a holiday dinner. Now's the time to like express my opinion and convince you. Yeah, let's just, get into it. Yeah, that, and that's not my relationship with the family before. So, you know, maybe if that was the dynamic of the family where yeah. it doesn't matter what it was. We you, deal with whatever you were always the dinner having table. a dinner table. <laughs> then okay, then okay. But that's not how my family reacts. So. Yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, as I'm thinking through this, it's just like, you know, certainly we don't want to be reactive. Like, we don't want to put like zero thought into this right. going into the gathering. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would be. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. I think we want to be proactive and maybe just think through, so what are the ways that I can be proactive? I mean, do I, would it be good to have a pre-conversation mm -hmm. yeah. before the gathering? Um, and again, family dynamics are, are so interesting and the way my family works and your family yeah. works, I mean, yeah. you know, it's just different. And, um, but I think thinking it through, praying it through, um, you know, <laughs> being in a good place, um, you know, personally, spiritually, as you're entering that is important. So make sure you carve out some time to be ready, to just be ready to, um, you know, to be in a, 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 a safe, <laughs> relaxed, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready for this. If this comes up, you know, this is how I want to approach it um, with this person or that mm -hmm. person and just kind of know who those high flyers are going to be <laughs> yeah. this, uh, this, uh, Christmas or, you know, so, um, I don't know. Yeah. That, Cause even good. depending on the, the passion levels involved in the conversation, right. There's going to be certain people at a family gathering that it's like the way that you're going to think about it ahead of time is like, we definitely don't want to get into it cause yeah. we're not going to go to a rational place. Yeah. Right. So if it comes <laughs> up, we're, it's not even going to be worthwhile right. for us to dig into it. So I'm going to try to kind of end that conversation as soon as it begins. I know my wife and I have kind of had escape plans, you know, um, not in the sense that we're leaving the space, but that we're leaving a conversation and how we can help people help each other yeah. exit conversations that aren't going well, you know, that we can anticipate ahead of time. So sometimes that's helpful, you know, what's the escape plan going to be, you know? I'm even thinking as yeah. you're talking about proactive stuff, I'm thinking about like 
some families, they might need a seating chart, right? Like we're yeah. not, these people are not gonna <laughs> sit next to each other, right? Like it's just not gonna be helpful yeah, for, good. like you're gonna talk to the people that you're sitting next to at the family the table. Way, can I make sure that my, my extended family doesn't watch this ahead of time so they don't know like how I'm strategizing. They're like, it's an exit in. strategy. <laughs> oh, there's a seating chart now. Oh, might, why am I not sitting next to you? Yeah. But I mean, is there anything else in that proactive category? I like how practical that is, like that you feel like you've done or thought, man, this would work in a family setting for kind of getting out ahead of some of the issues that might be there. I thought what you said was good, you know, you know, have you carved out space for yourself to think, how am I going to respond when this conversation or this conversation or this, or depending on if, you know, if it's this personality or this person, then is that an escape plan? How do I... How do I do it? And then preparing my own heart, knowing, okay, I got to make sure I'm in a good place yeah, so that I'm not, you know, there's not a trigger word that just causes me to go, okay, let's go to it, you know? Yeah. And I, I would say for us, it's been, um, uh, our family gatherings go much better when there's like some planned fun activities. And so just maybe, you know, working with whoever you need to work with to say, you know, what, what can we do that would be just... I don't know, just fun, um, you know, whether it's the, you know, the gift exchange or it's a, a board game or, you know, we're going to bring this new game. We're all going to learn to play. Or maybe, maybe that's the thing that sets some people off is they're way too competitive and that, that's yeah, not, we need we to avoid that at all costs. So we're going to do, you know, something else. And so I think just maybe some of those kinds of, yeah, uh, I like that too, breaking it up. Right. So we're not just all trapped in a house going stir crazy with each other. And the longer that we talk, the more intense it's going to get, right? But yeah. we've got things strategically in there to yeah. kind of break it up and so that we can still enjoy the space. Yeah. So now let's, now let's shift to, that's some of kind of the pre-stuff, but now let's shift to, say I get into a conversation with a family member that I disagree with. And it's maybe it's in, it's in the appropriate setting. It's either beforehand or, you know, kids are off doing this thing and we're just still sitting at the table talking about it. And this is somebody that I, I want to uh, be in an in intimate relationship with, right? There might be some people in our family that it's like, hey, we were never really that close. I, like, I even like what you said, Paul, of like, there's some people I just need to know where the relationship is at, right? So it's like, we don't need to agree on these topics for us to be close because we were never super close and we're just family and that's okay. Uh, but then there's other family members that might be a sibling or even a cousin that we were really close to or whatever it is. That's like, hey, I, I wanna kind of repair a little bit of this. Yeah. How do I represent Jesus well in that discussion and not just my own opinion, especially if it's something I'm passionate about? And I, I would say right out of the shoot, um, be ready to listen. Be a really good listener, um, and I, I guess what I mean by that is, you know, you're, you're hearing what they're saying, but I think it's really helpful to say things like, "So, so what I'm hearing you say is, so clarify with them, you know, so that they know they know number one, you've been listening, and so that you know that you're actually understanding what it is they're trying to say, because sometimes when we haven't been together with people for a while, you know, they 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 may be using language, um, not language or offensive language, but they may be using language that we haven't been, you know, using at, at where, where we live, but they're talking and they may be using a term and maybe they mean it differently. So just man, listen carefully, ask clarifying questions and instead of know, that overreactivity, right. to, instead of wanting to be heard or yeah. wanting to just jump on things, um, take a, take a good listening approach. I think that's always a great start for good communication. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even that question what am I not understanding allows you a window into 
their assumptions about you, right? Yeah. So instead of relying on your assumptions about them, you're kind of putting those to the side, you're listening, and then when you say, man, what am I not getting that you're saying? Now you're letting them share with you the assumptions that they have. And now you can kind of see the perspective that they're coming from and why they would maybe feel passionately in that conversation towards you. Yeah. Yeah, it's good I insight. Think, I think also the tone idea is, yeah. you know, the tone of our voice because, you know, you can raise your level of language, you know, uh, volume, or you get snarky words or snarky comments, or you then you, I think right now in, in our culture, and I think in family, I think in my family, all of our words, you mentioned like the words someone says, is there all these extreme words? Yeah. You know, you're either a communist or you're a greedy person you're either a racist or you're a this like we just go to these extremes and i think in a conversation hold on my tone of voice is not getting snarky i'm not making snide remarks i'm 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 asking those clarifying questions over and over again um it's just hard yeah it's really hard because when you get passionate about something when you have an opinion and you know they disagree with you yeah that's hard yeah it is. And, and you know you're probably, honestly, they're not going to convince you and you're not going to convince them. Yeah. So then you're stuck going. You're just going to get more entrenched. You're like, yeah, yeah. You, you just put up your own wall and you say, that's why I don't agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And you're stuck having to go, hold on. Maybe we have to find a way out of the conversation or just say, hey, can we just agree to disagree and move yeah. on? Because I'm not going to convince you and you're not yeah. going to convince me. Yeah. And I think that even comes to what's the goal of the conversation yeah, when it's right. something that we disagree yeah. over? Yeah. Yeah. Is it for me to convince you or is it for both of us to hopefully come out of the conversation respecting each other yeah. more fully? Yeah. For the I want to be able to. Yeah. That idea of respecting. I want to be able to say, listen, I don't agree with you. I don't even, I can't even see your point of view. I'm trying to and I really can't see it. But I love you. You're my brother. You're my sister. You're my aunt. You're my uncle. Hey, let's go watch some football. Like, yeah. let's just like I value you as a person. You're not the you're not the enemy. You're not the person I hate. Yeah. But we just disagree. And some people can do that really well and be okay to disagree and still you know eat at a dining room table. Some can't. And I you know it's that's. But I think as a Christian, we ought to be able to go. I totally don't agree with you. But I value you as a person. I, I just want you to know that I really do value you as a person. Yeah. And disagreement shouldn't be the end of the relationship, sure. right? That's a cultural narrative that we've kind of gotten wrapped we've made up that. in. That's that right. When we disagree, that's the end of the relationship. I just think even when you look at like Jesus's 12 disciples, oh. like what a perfect example yeah. of a bunch of people yeah. who are never going to see the world the that's same right. way that's right. ever, but they all are in relationship with each other because they have Jesus and that is what unifies that relationship. So I think especially with family members who are, who are believers. believers, we ought to be able to find unity with them, not on our opinions, but in what we share. But in the Christ. most of us, my family, there's non-believers. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Because it's not you don't even have the same worldview to have a conversation with about a topic. And does that change the goal of the conversation for you? Away from, I want to convince you or something, to I want to represent Jesus now more than I want to represent my opinion. Like, does that Yeah, it does, does. and in some ways it actually makes me avoid the tension conversation because I'm like, I don't really care where we're going to, because I just know it's going to create more tension between us, so let's find more unity somewhere. So instead of trying to have the conversation about whatever divisive topic there is, I want to just avoid that conversation so that there's still relationship. Yeah. yeah. You know, if it's two Christians, you can have a divisive conversation, but you can kind of come back to the, yeah. the, the center of who we are. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are a person who totally 
doesn't believe in Jesus or believes that Jesus is the racist and the power trip greedy man and the, you know, all of those things, then then you're really stuck. We're only going to find more things to divide over. Oh, and then now you're having theological conversations with a person who doesn't even believe in theology. You know, believe that the Bible, so it's a very, it really is a, goes back to your point, you have to prepare your heart, know what you're walking into. We all know who's, we all know the conversations we're going to have this Christmas. Mm -hmm. We all know who your Aunt Shirley's like, your Uncle Bob and your cousin, you know, whatever. You know what parent you get along with or blended families. You know, I I love dad, I don't love his new wife. I mean, all of those things. We already know that. So prepare. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I think when when we have a disagreement in a family gathering, what can easily happen is now we now one of us is in this corner and the other one's mm-hmm. in this corner and we just avoid each other the whole time. And so I, I wanna land on this. Say things poop hits the fan. It goes yeah. as bad as it could, right? How can I love somebody? that I disagreed with. Like, and I love practical things that come to mind, whether they're examples or things that can kind of extend that olive branch of forgiveness and love, even in the midst of disagreement. Because as Christians, we ought to have this uh, this ethic that we're gonna forgive people and we're gonna seek reconciliation and peace as best we can. And so how can I extend love in a family gathering to somebody that I disagree with if we got into it or we've just been avoiding each other this whole time? I think I think looking for those points of of appreciation, even if you disagree with the conclusions, if you can appreciate, man, you know, I can tell you thought a lot about this, and you know, this is I really appreciate about you know you're you're being very thoughtful, or or you know, man, you you're uh, you're your thought process is pretty incredible. I I'm not sure really I I can argue with you on this, I man. You know, kudos to you. I I don't have any comeback. Something that just kind of acknowledges, or man, thanks for, man, this actually been a helpful conversation, even though we don't agree. I, I you know, I appreciate the the way I'm we learning a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning a lot. I'm you know, so find the find something in there, and then and then affirm them as a just as a person, and yeah. and some of the good qualities that that come out even in difficult conversation. That would be a great way I think we could show love. And if the conversation does go south, and it's that worst case scenario, be the first to ask forgiveness. Yeah. You know, send a text and say, "Hey, I know my tone got bad, or I made that statement, and I'm it was an overstatement, and it wasn't directed toward you. I don't think you're this, that, and the other, whatever." Here's just be the first to acknowledge it without having to defend. Um, you know everything you say. Yeah, just, don't get back into just, it. Just, just I, you know, my tone, my word choice, and you're not even apologizing for your opinion. Yeah. Just in how you expressed it in that moment. You know, I think that's. And honestly, if it was, you know, a meal before Christmas, or send him a nicer gift next year. I don't even know. Like literally, <laughs> give an olive branch. Like, hey, yeah. here's a bat, you know, box of chocolates. You know, just say, please accept my forgiveness. I mean, buy their love a little bit. And no problem with that sometimes. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's practical. I yeah, mean, sometimes practical. you just gotta like. Yeah. I really still yeah. value you. And yeah. I'm gonna show you that by sending you an extra Christmas gift. Yeah. Or, taking the initiative, finding something that you like about this person. And then I think, uh, like you even said earlier, like now let's go do something that's a shared interest, right? So like, let's go watch football. We don't have to get into tough conversations. There's a great like meme I've seen about like, it says, uh, 
you know, men can just sit around and share names of old sports players and have the best time, right? Yeah. And so it's like, that we don't have to disagree on any of that. We can just be like, oh, remember this guy? Remember that guy, right? Yeah. Like we can just sit on the couch now and have something that's of shared interest between us. And, um, you know, I can find things that I like and appreciate about you. And honestly, I really think at a, at a family level, at really any level with somebody, if you can't find something that you like about them, that says more about you than it says about them, Yeah. right? It says more about where you're at at that point. So hopefully this has been uh, just a helpful conversation to develop some practical steps to handle some disagreement around the holidays. You guys, thanks so much for taking the time. Sure. Fun digging into it. Yeah. And uh, as always, if you've got uh, something practical to help in this area, you can drop that in the comments and don't forget to share this maybe with a family member you disagree with uh, so they can prepare for uh, what the holidays <laughs> are gonna be like. Uh, but with that said, we'll catch you guys next week on Tangible Takeaways.